Josh was writing on the fly, changing things, going, all right, well, we can't get that, so we're just gonna have to rewrite it, and this is what's gonna happen now instead, or we're here now. Welcome to Best in Fest. I'm Leslie Lepage, the director of the LaFemme International Film Festival. And this is a podcast for people who are interested in advancing their career in television, film, and learning the dirty little secrets that make Hollywood tick. And boy, are there a lot of them. Today, I have Tara Shane uh, on board with us. Super excited to chat with her. Hello. And, uh, you know, Tara uh, stems from... uh, Arizona in the crazy heat of Arizona. We could talk all day about that. Uh, she's been at, uh, started off as an actress. She still is an actress, but she's ventured into producing now, um, uh, becoming a hybrid. She uh, can be seen on Grey's Anatomy and Criminal Minds. And she launched Shane Productions to produce and direct her own project. So we're going to talk about that too. Uh, she is also um, a first time producer on a feature film that's called Alex October, um, as well as acting in that. And that is coming to theaters soon. When is that coming? September 30th. So literally next week. <laughs> Okie dokie. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, you know, kind of like jump into this, uh, you know, were you how when were you bit with the acting bug? Did you start performing when you could walk, or when did this kind of manifest in your life? Yeah, I think I mean it's so cliche to say, but I think I was like a performer in the womb. Um, so I, I came out, you know, as a uh, as a performer, and I come from a a, a family of artists as well. My uh, my grandmother was a professional big band singer in Chicago. Um, she was actually tapped by Lawrence Welk early on in her career um, when he was starting the Lawrence Welk show. Uh, so she's, yeah, she did the whole circuit there. My mom was a singer as well. Uh, my grandpa's a drummer. He was a jazz drummer. And uh, so long, long line of artists in my family. Um, I So really early on, I mean, my grandma was always singing around the house and playing piano and uh, so I grew up singing and also, you know, I played the piano. I actually played competitively for, for a while. Now, how did you go from transitioning from piano into acting? Like, what was that jump for you? Yeah, so I I kind of did all of it. I, I was a competitive dancer, a singer, um, yeah, like piano, as you mentioned. And then I think I my first performance was... Uh, I think I was like a tree when I was five in some play. And <laughs> that was that was my like first live performance on stage. And I had such a blast. And then we did um I did a play when I was eight, I think. My best friend Liz and I uh signed up for it and I got to be uh like a little beggar girl. And <laughs> like so that was I mean just you know getting into it and uh and I just always loved being on stage I think from the minute I got I got on stage I I just fell in love I knew that that's just what I wanted to do I always felt naturally really drawn to it and then I started doing a lot of commercial work as a kid um weirdly I played the trumpet for a very very short time in band and so I got to do some commercial work as like a trumpet player uh, locally in Arizona and then uh, that's when I got my first agent was out in Arizona and started doing commercial work and then 
Uh, I did a TV show actually when I was, God, I would think I was like eight years old and Adam Carolla hosted it. It was like a very, yeah, like very weird. I don't know even, I, I know it aired, but I don't really know what happened with it, but it was like a candid camera show and Adam Carolla got to like feed me you know, I had like an earbud and he would feed me things to say and we would prank people. Oh my God. You know, somebody's going to YouTube this and find it, right? It was called <laughs> Caught Red Handed or something. And it was like, it was so much fun. And I think just all those little, you know, my first experiences were just so fun that I was like, I love doing this. Like I can't see myself doing anything else. And then after, you know, moving out here and, and I started working, you know, in front of the camera more regularly. I just, I was like, this is, I have to do, I have to be a part of this business. <laughs> well, let, well, let's talk about, you know, how you attack a role. Um, you've got this film coming out, Alex October, uh, at the end of this month in like ugh, 10 days and counting. Um, so how did you get involved with that project? What was your um, attack on the role? What was it like doing this? And and give the and give those listening in, you know, a little synopsis of what the storyline is. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, so basically, how this all kind of started was, as you mentioned at the beginning, I I had started a production company called Shame Productions, and I started writing my own content to get out there because I just, you know, as a storyteller, you you want to create things. And so that was a new avenue of creativity for me that I, I started getting into. And I, I wrote a, a short film called Carefree, which was based on where I grew up in Carefree, Arizona. Um, and we went out and shot it out there. So that was kind of my first dive into the producing, you know, behind the scenes role. And I directed it. Um, so it was a little, a little more, you know, encompassing of than just acting. Um, which I'm super fascinated in and, and, and I love doing. And so from that short film, I was doing the festival circuit and that's how I met Josh Hope, who was our writer director of Alex October. Um, our films, he had a feature film at the time and my short film that it kept getting paired together at all these festivals. And we have very similar storytelling style and similar, I think, um, interest in, in characters and, and types of characters. Uh, so we we immediately bonded and and kept running into each other and eventually we're like we've got to do something together and so I think I was literally I think we were in Sedona at a festival and I told him well if you have anything that you know you think I would be right for or anything that you're looking at or any other scripts like send me something I'm happy to you know read something and so he sent me a batch of scripts that night and I literally stayed up like in my hotel room all night reading a bunch of his scripts and he's such an effortless writer and his his storytelling and his and his dialogue and his character development are just so beautiful because they're just so effortless. And Alex October, I immediately, when reading it, I from start to finish was like, my jaw was on the floor of my hotel room because I was just like, it's these two characters are so beautiful. So the film is really about, it's two parallel stories taking place between uh, two lives one is Alex, who is a middle-aged man, and he's basically wants to kill himself, and he doesn't know how to bring himself to do it. And so we parallel between him and October, who's kind of on her own downward spiral and uh, destructing her own life. And he puts out an ad asking to pay somebody to kill him because he he can't do it. 
basically a hired hitman. And so she stumbles across this ad online and basically for drug money responds and kind of as a joke, she just doesn't really think it's serious, but the two end up meeting and go on this journey together through, you know, through the beautiful streets of Chicago. And it's kind of a, a story about, you know, just two lost souls who help each other find their way. And the old, the story's ultimately very hopeful. And these two people, you know, they learn a lot from each other and it's learning a lot through, through bearing your soul to another human in a way that, you know, that you maybe not thought was possible, especially with a stranger and, and using that to kind of, you know, find, find, find a reason to live and find hope in life, which I think is something that we all kind of could use right now, especially after being separated from so long. I mean, people need human contact, like we need each other and, you know, we, we can't do this on our own. That's why like, you know, humanity as a history has been a tribe of people because people need each other to live. So that's really what it's about. But that's how Josh and I met was through the festival. And so I just, he just kind of gave me free reign. He was like, if you want to take this story and make something with it, it's yours. And I was just, I knew October was a character that I had to play that I wanted to play. It was like my dream role. I really gravitate towards like very wounded uh <laughs> very wounded wounded yeah. females yeah <laughs> downroll spiral drug addict women yeah i love comedy <laughs> but i really love drama and it's so like even my my manager is always like you're you you play the the victim like the wounded victim very well and <laughs> so it's just something i i don't know why but so i that was kind of how it all came together um long story short and uh ended up or short story long, I guess, because I was kind of a long-winded version. But we <laughs> ended up kind of going through there, and Lisa, my producing partner, Lisa Freeberg, got involved. And, uh, I mean, her expertise in the industry is, you know, was a gift from literally the heavens <laughs> to me because uh, she's just so incredible. So I've learned a lot definitely from her, and uh, I couldn't have done it without her really so you know we ended up going and shooting in chicago and so how did you guys uh get the money together because y- you have a producing credit so so there's some elements of producerial that you took on and encompass but how you know a lot of people listen to the podcast and they go yeah it's so great you know maxing out my cards and doing whatever and there's definitely that version of getting a film done and then there's the you're raising money. So what was what was your attack on the finance aspect of this as a team? You know, you and you and others. Mm-hmm. Lisa was definitely integral in that. Um, we I mean, I had been pitching it around for a while. I met with like, you know, every major company and everyone unanimously loved the script. So everyone that read it loved it. But uh, yeah, that is like the catch 22 in the business is how do you get money? How do you get it made? I think Lisa, we got really lucky. Lisa's uh, the main executive producer on it. So she was the one who ended up doing a lot of the financing um, on it. So I really kind of helped putting everything together, I would say, as a, from a producer standpoint. Um, and I was very involved in like pre-production and, and the actual on-day production. Uh, 
finding locations and stuff. My whole family, like I said, is from Chicago. So I was able to tap into a lot of resources locally to get stuff done. Um, but yeah, I mean, as an indie film, I mean, you have to get scrappy and your listeners, I'm sure know that like you're changing things on the day, minute by minute. If, uh, you know, some uh, location falls through or something happens. I mean, we Murphy's law, you have like every possible thing that can go wrong. will go wrong on an indie film. And we were, I mean, Josh was writing on the fly, changing things going, all right, well, we can't get that. So we're just going to have to rewrite it. And this is what's going to happen now instead, or we're here now, uh, based on what we could get. So we were doing a lot of, um, improvising and, and having to make some sacrifices, you know, which is hard, but I mean, I'm sure any of your listeners that have made indie films know you have to kill a lot of your babies on a project <laughs> in your script to get something Amputate made. Amputate a few arms and legs to get it done, yes. <laughs> to get it made, for sure. So it was a lot of that. I mean, the story ended up where... The, the main story is really about two people and it's about relationships and, and these two people coming together. So I think our main focus was keeping the integrity of that and kind of everything else I think around it could be, you know, sort of manipulated or, or changed if it had to, just to ultimately serve the purpose of what was, it was two people who come together. Right. Well, being the kind of on the ground producer, you know, doing a lot of the brunt work of the, um, facilities and and putting the that together uh, how challenging was it to shoot in chicago because you guys did this in you know right right after the pandemic right so like right when there was a window oh right before right sorry 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 right before um the craziness ensued so uh you know shooting in a big city like los angeles chicago new york can be uh, hassle for sure and challenging. So what was that experience like, even though you're a native? Yeah. I mean, our, our writer director also, Josh is, is from Chicago too. So just having like, you know, knowledge of the city itself is very helpful. Um, but we, I mean, we relied on a lot of local resources. Luckily we got some like amazing people on our on our project from you know our casting director Brittany that was I mean everything that kind of came together was almost really lucky we keep saying like everything was meant to be how it was supposed to be because it all came together so like brilliantly I had a I have a friend who's a casting director out here and I was like hey I'm looking for you know a casting director can you cast from Chicago or you know should I find someone locally and he had known Brittany from LA, her casting days in LA, and she had literally just moved back to Chicago like months before we started. And so he was like, why don't you see if Brittany's available? And he connected us and and so we ended up getting her and she found like the most amazing local talent possible. And she was so crucial to bring the story together because she found like actors that we would have never been able to dream of really for some of the roles and she she brought a different eye and a different perspective and we loved like Lisa and I love to talk about the fact that like we didn't really we were really open and Josh was really open to who would play what like there weren't hard rules or you know that he had written about any of these characters and so we really kind of just found who, who best embodied the personality in their read 
with the character, regardless of who they were. And so we found some like exceptional talent and Mary Banker, who did our locations, found like amazing locations for us and was able to broker some really great deals on those. So like a lot of relationships helped and our producer Norman there um, was able to get, you know, like amazing crew. And we got lucky too. stuff like a, a friend of mine out in LA happened to be shooting a movie at the same time in Chicago. I tried to get him as our DP originally. And he was like, well, I'm actually already going to be there filming a movie. And I was like, oh, and we were competing. I mean, Chicago is a, you know, a big hub, but they also, they don't have the same expansive crew that we do in LA. So you're, you're fighting with other productions to get crew members. So we were competing we were competing with a Netflix show. We were competing with my friend's movie that had already, you know, had started putting together their crew. And so it, it was a little difficult, but, you know, we were able to, through that, like kind of help each other out. That's why there's such a great community there. So like my friend who was filming, he would send us a grip one day and I'd be like, who do you need? Oh, I needed, I need a gaffer. Okay, well, we'll send you our guy because we don't need him today. And we were kind of trading crew members back and forth. Uh, on off days and we had I think separate schedules so we were able to definitely help each other out in that regard which was nice but I mean really it just was it was hard and we were shooting in like the dead of winter because <laughs> we decided to be crazy and shoot in November and December uh, <laughs> and the weather is like insanely unpredictable <laughs> Very, I filmed in Chicago in the winter and I vowed never to do that again because we were freezing, but we had to keep the cameras warm. <laughs> you know, like the light, the, the lamps were keeping the cameras warm, not us. And we, and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. As an actor, that's the hardest part is you're like trying not to like, you know, chatter your teeth in a scene and you're like, <laughs> and try to still be like normal. <laughs> Right. So how was that wearing two hats simultaneously, you know, the producerial hat and the acting hat? Did you find that challenging um, <clears throat> during this or were you able to compartmentalize, you know, those components of your personality? It's definitely challenging. It definitely is challenging. I think I really was so involved, I think, leading up to actual production, but I, the, Day one where I was in front of the camera, I think the night before I, I really kind of asked everybody, like, I'm going to need to now like switch hats completely to, you know, make sure that I serve my character and and give her all of me. And uh, so that was something that I had to kind of to trade off and and really just get in straight actor mode, I think, from from camera up uh, till we wrapped. And I mean, the first few days, I, I mean, it's it's hard because I'm I, you know, you see things and I'm like, oh, I can I can help that or oh, I can fix that. But then I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like stay focused. So for me, it was more like me telling myself <laughs> to like cut the noise and, and really just focus on on being October and, and, and telling her story and, and making that be my priority. So I, I was able to, I was able to do that, but it's, it's super challenging. Yeah. I would say it's not as challenging as for me, it wasn't as challenging as directing myself when I directed myself in my short film, 
that's a whole different thing because you're it's hard to like like have a what's the word I'm thinking of like an outside view of yourself you know when you're having to also tell the story but you're also trying to be in the story that for me I think was a little more challenging than because the producer role you're able to kind of just I think I, I and I was able to rely on you know Lisa and, and our other and our other producers to kind of to to fill that gap. So, um, how did the distribution come uh, uh, across for you guys? How did that manifest? Yeah, so we we are distributed by Desktop Entertainment. Um, that is actually that was a something that Lisa had kind of put together, and uh, that was from a somebody I think we met at your festival actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that was, yeah, I think it was like through a series of, of people that we had met at your festival and they had helped like set up some meetings and then, and we were able to get that. So, I mean, the, the film festival circuit is such a great way to not only get your film out there, but you never know what kind of connections you're going to make and who knows, you know, what people that can give a need that you might have. Well, let's chat about that for one, you know, small second. So, you know, you've had multiple um, items, right, uh, go and travel through the festival circuit. Uh, what has been your overall experience with the festival? What's your main takeaway that you can share with people, you know, the do's and the don'ts of traveling that circuit? You know, things that maybe you, you go, gosh, you know, now that I have the experience, now I know I need to be prepared with this, this, and this, or or I need to have this certain mindset. What can you share with those listeners? Yeah, I love the I love the festival circuit. I I think the camaraderie between filmmakers is amazing during it, and I think the festivals are super supportive of the films and the filmmakers that they involve. I would say if, for anyone who is is doing that or considering doing that, if if you're going to go the festival route and you're going to be in the festivals, you you can be as involved or as little as you want, really. I mean, you, you can make of it what you want to. And I've seen, I'm like in awe every time I go to festivals and I see the different creative things that people come up with to market and advertise. I mean, there's, the sky's the limit. I mean, it's really open to however you want to make of it. But for me, I like to go to all the panels. I like to really be as involved as I can and meet as many people. And, you know, a lot of the festivals have, you know, set up lounges and stuff like yours did with, uh, you know, for filmmakers to go and mingle with other filmmakers. Because like I said, that's how Josh and I met was at the festival circuits is going and talking. So you never know like who your next you know, director might be or your next crew member. That's how I've met a lot of my DP friends and a lot of my crew member friends was through the festival circuit and and kind of helping each other. I mean, talk talk to the other filmmakers at at festivals and find out what they're doing because there is no that's kind of the cool thing, but kind of the scary thing about indie filmmaking is there is no one way to do anything. And there's no one way to make something come together. And because I get asked that a lot, like, how did you get this film made? I'm like, I like I can't even you can't even put like a one word on it. It's it's literally talking to whoever you can about it and seeing 
it's like putting a puzzle together. You can find one piece and then you find a piece way over here and you have to figure out how you're going to make all these pieces come together to put that one, you know, line together. And it's a lot of that, but you never know unless you start talking to people and being involved. And so for me, for the festival circuit, I like to go to, you know, everything that they have, get your schedule, put a schedule together for the festival and all of the events that they have to offer and, and really go and, you know, and, and mingle and, and hear the panels and learn. Like I said, like I learn so much every time I go to a festival, just from hearing other people's stories and how they're doing it. And the guests that you guys, I mean, you guys always get such good guests. I'm always so like amazed, like the, the panel people that you're able to put together to bring in. And they're very honest. Like they, I love that, you know, they come in and they really tell you they're, they're not harsh, but they'll tell you, you know, this is working or this is what we'll tell you the right way now. it is. Yeah. 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 But in an approachable way, we try not to pick jerks. Yeah. <laughs> nicer, nicer people, not, not the jerks. So uh, where do you see your, um, production company going? What do you want to do in the next five years? What's your... I really do love producing, <laughs> which is so weird because that's something I never had like any interest in or ever thought that I would would want to do. But um, I really like putting together projects. I like, you know, seeing it from beginning to end and being involved in all the different aspects and seeing how it all comes together. So I definitely want to keep doing that and finding more projects. And, and Lisa and I have a, a lot of projects together that we're working on right now um, to, to try to get out there next. So soon as we, this has been like, it's exciting, but it's a lot of work. And, you know, we have the movie coming out next week into theaters, but also coming out on demand and streaming. And so, uh, it's just been really crazy, but we, um, we have, a, you know, a, a pro like a lineup of projects that we want to do next. And so, I mean, we've been having some pitch meetings. I have a couple friends at some production companies that, you know, obviously getting this movie out there is kind of a good springboard to, to showcase, you know, what we were able to do, uh, to start off with. And, and of course, I mean, I, I want to stay as an actor. And so I'm actively looking for projects that I can, you know, myself act in, but I'm also not, you know, closed off. Yeah. I mean, like if, if it's the right project, like, and I can help as, you know, from a producer and, and just kind of help put things together. I'm, I'm, I'm good doing that. But, uh, I acting obviously is my, main passion. So I, I am, that is what I like love to do. So I'd love to find projects that I can, that I can be in. Excellent. Um, what is, or last question, what is a dirty little secret that you wish somebody had told you that you have learned along your travels that you can share with us? That there's no one way. I mean, you really think that, oh, if you get this, this will happen. Or if you do this, that will happen. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. In my head, I always thought like, as an actor, it's like, oh, if you audition, you get a call back. And then if you get the call back and then you get pinned, you know what I mean? It, like there's a, there's a clear order of how things go to get a role, but from like a getting a film made, there is zero like rules. <laughs> like there are no rules to, to anything being done. And, 
and be scrappy. That that's like I guess like the dirtiest little secret that I have found like shooting in Chicago is is be scrappy and be a team player. I mean, really do whatever you can, especially if it's if it's a project that you're passionate about and that you're really trying to get made. For me, I mean, like like I said, like I tried to be you know as much of more of an actor hat during production as I can, but I was I would help move lights if I if if I had a free hand you know, like to get things to move faster, to get it done or whatever. Cause we were losing this or that. Like, I think being more involved, I don't know if that answered your question at all. That was a really hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked hard question. That's okay. Uh, my dirty little secret is um, don't let them say no <laughs> for all those. Okay. Yeah. Women. That's a better one. You know, uh, uh, cause you know, People love to tell you, you can't do it. You won't do it. The answer's no. Go away. We don't want this. <laughs> and so you have to take it with a grain of salt. So don't take no for an answer. Um, I want to thank you for coming on Best and Fest. That was a uh, way Tara. better answer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Tara Shane. Okay. Uh, tell people where they can see um, Alex October opening up uh on the 30th of this month yeah if you go to uh, alexoctobermovie.com you can find a list of all the theaters across the country that we're going to be playing at uh, but we'll be in Chicago Florida Arizona California all over uh, and then also on September 30th for the month will be um, on demand so you can buy it on demand pay-per-view as well as Apple TV uh, who anywhere that you stream it'll be available on all the streaming platforms you can pre-order on Apple. You can actually pre-order on Apple iTunes now. You'll have to you'll have to come back on your next project. Um, uh, again, thank you for uh, joining uh, Best and Fest, Tara Shane. For all those uh, listening to the podcast, we are on every platform. Don't forget to rate us and say how awesome we are, and then forward it to your friends and family, or all those interested in making films. And you can see the video component on the YouTube channel for La Femme International Film Festival. And by the way, La Femme is launching into our 18th year coming up to you in October of this year, the 13th through the 16th. So I hope people who are listening to the podcast will join us virtually on our platform uh, through the Eventive, uh, La Femme Eventive platform. Thank you so much, Tara, for Best Invest.